Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 12 through 18. OK, I got it. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf that you may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one die for all, then we're all dead. And he that died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's have a word of prayer. Precious Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the supernatural act of salvation where, we're, where we became new creatures in Christ. Father, now give us strength. Give us courage to go out into this world, Father God, and live as ambassadors for Christ. Amen. 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 So, like I said, I, I just looking and surveying the land and folks saying they're Christians, which is commendable. I, I, I would want everybody to say, hey, you know what, I know the Lord. But what I see missing is people don't know what's involved in that. Okay. Saying that you are something and you really don't know what you are or what that entails can be problematic. Paul writing to the Corinthian church, which had a lot of good stuff going on. And I'm going to rest my hat in verses 16 through 18. In verse 17 which is a famous verse, a popular verse. We've heard it many, many times throughout the year or the years. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What's, what's that verse saying to me is there has a, been, there's been a change in this person. The person, who, the person who is in Christ has changed. Has changed. And, and, and it ought to be noticeable. It ought to be visible. It ought to be, it ought to be something that that person should be able to explain. 
And someone asks you about a life experience, say you got a house or a car or the job you do, you would be able to explain to that person asking you what this car does or where my house is and how many rooms is in the house and, and all the different things of something that is important to you. I asked Bobby before you guys come in, how, how long have you been married? Hey, four years. I don't know if he knew, but the, his wife knew. Four months. I'm giving you years already. All right. That's a good thing. Four months. Okay. You ask me, Pastor, how long have you been married? 40 years. Been married 40 years. How about that? Okay. But if you ask somebody about being a Christian, what does that mean? What happened? How did you become a Christian? We, we, we kind of we hesitate with those kind of questions. I, 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 I really don't. I like people say, I'm a Christian. How did you become a Christian? What happened? And, 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 and there's answers. Okay? Paul says, if any man be in Christ, something happened. He became a new creature. How did he become a new creature? What happened? Let's, let's put it in perspective. He turned. There was a change in, in, in his life. Okay? There was a time where he came to his senses. And, but let me just read the text. Let me read this text. You guys are familiar with it. It says, Luke 15, 18. Let the Bible talk today. It says, a certain man had two sons. Y'all know the text. Mm-hmm. And the younger of them said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods which falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Luke 15, starting at verse 11. And when he had spent all, oh, verse 13, excuse me. And not, and not many days after the younger man gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so far, so, so far easy to explain, right? And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to want. Anybody been there? Okay. And when he had, and when, and, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Now, this is a Jewish boy. Okay? This is about as low as you can get as a Jew. Is to be feeding swine. Matter of fact, as a Jew, you wouldn't even want to be around swine. Okay? And verse 16 says, And he would have faint have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. He was ready to eat the food that he was feeding to the swines because no man gave unto him. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Here's where it gets to the point where something has to happen to someone who says that they're a Christian, someone who says that that God is with them. This says here, and when he came to himself, how about that? Sometimes life, uh, sometimes life ain't fair. Sometimes life can get rough. Sometimes life can put you in a, in a situation where you really need to focus on things. You really need to think, how did I get here? 
Okay. And when he came to himself, verse 17, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to eat and to spare and I perish with hunger? Okay. Now he's thinking back. He's thinking back. Sometimes when God is dealing with you, sometimes God is dealing with you. He's getting ready to do something with you. He got to put you in a difficult situation. Sometimes we got to, sometimes God has to squeeze us and get us out of a situation. Okay. And he says in verse 18, I will arise and go to my father's house. He's not going back to his father's house the same way he left. All right. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of the hired servants. Let me stop there. Now, years ago, I preached this message and, 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 I, and I talked about the pale and the rail and the trail. Okay. Now, now the pail, the pail represents a bucket. Okay. And, 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 and all of us in here have buckets. Okay. All of us in here got buckets and within those buckets is stuff. Stuff that carries us, that we carry around. Some of us been carrying around some stuff for years. Our bucket's been full of some stuff for years. Okay. Family mess, a bucket of unforgiveness, a bucket of laziness, bitterness. Godliness, all these things are in this bucket, okay? And we carrying around this bucket. And then the, the rail, the rail represents how these things that's in our bucket keeps us from doing the right thing, okay? So, so, so here's this young man, he's got a bucket. And he's, now he's at the, at the fence of the pigs, and, this, and he's fenced in all his emotions, all his problems, all his troubles, all his, all his mess has got him fenced in. Fenced in. Now, I, now, now years ago when I preached, I said, you know, as, as believers, when we come to our senses, okay, we know what we know what's. We have to deal with all of us in here. You know, just me saying that some of somebody's mind is going, you know, this is in my bucket. I need to get rid of this out of my bucket. I need to drop this out of my bucket. That bucket can get heavy. That bucket can get heavy. I know when, when God called me out of darkness into his marvelous light, my bucket was heavy. OK, and I had to, I had to let some stuff go. You know, I like to think of, every time I think about this, letting it go, I think of the movie, they let it go, let it go. I had to sing, that stuff to, sing it to myself. I had to let some stuff go. And, and, and as I walk daily, and, and even in 2023, I'm still letting stuff go. Amen. I'm still letting stuff go. God, as we, as we on this journey to heaven, we, we, God is going to strip us down. Okay? He's going to strip us down. And, 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 and this young man... He had a pail full of stuff. He was fenced in. And, and I, would just, I would always say, you got to drop the pail, jump the rail, and, and, and hit the trail home. You got to hit the trail home. We can't carry all this stuff. We can't take all this stuff with us to heaven. Okay? The text says, the text says that 
if any man be in Christ, okay, he is what? A new creature. Get a new name. You get a new life. You get a new heart. You get a new nature. People say, how, how does a person do that? Salvation. I say, I say it all the time. Salvation is supernatural. Repentance is supernatural. For you to repent, you're not going to repent on your own. You have to ask God, God, I need to repent of some things. Think about that. Think about that. Do you think your, your flesh, we used to talk about this morning, this flesh is so powerful. It's not going to let us forgive. This flesh will not let you forgive. This flesh, this flesh will not let you forget who done you wrong. This flesh will not let you let you let go of that bitterness. Okay. I, I, I talk to people. I talk to people in 2023, and and they so full of hatred. They still they still caught up in and you know. Racism and the white man and the plantation and all that kind of stuff. Now, now let me read this verse in light of what I just said. Because some of y'all already want to go see the color purple. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. A lot of preachers won't ever say this. They would never say this. This one will. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... Okay. If you're going to take the word, if you're going to take the word literally, y'all was telling me this morning in Sunday school, you know, preach what it say. Not what you want it to say, not what you think it should say. Here's what it says. Okay. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. Okay. That means been, been supernaturally raised from the dead, born again, filled with the spirit of God. If any man be in Christ, that person. Not the person who say I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not the person who say, well, you know, I'm a Christian. Okay? That person, he is a new creature. How about that? Now watch this. Old things are passed away. Okay? See, see to be a Christian, you got to be born again. So if you tell me you've been born again and, and in your born again life, all the mess that you first died, you, 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 it came back to you in your born again life. Man, that don't sound right. I mean, if you're born again in, in, in this new birth, you got the same mess. Then, then you, 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 if you was to buy something like that, you'd be like, listen, I'll I, I purchase this new born again spirit. And it's got the same mess that I had when the first one. What you going to do? Got to be a change. Got to be a change. You say, listen, this one ain't working. You know, I, I had the Amazon truck come to my house a lot. And, and if the Amazon truck bring me something that don't work, all I got to do is. Wrap it back up, take it to the UPS, or take it to Coles, and say, send it back. And if your salvation is still focused on stuff that happened years ago, it don't line up with the scripture. Because Paul says, and, and here's Paul now. Remember Paul. He was Saul. He was murderous. He was angry. He was evil. He hated Christians. He hated Jesus Christ. 
He hated the he hated all that. He hated the whole idea of the resurrection. He hated it all. And he's writing this, and he said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, like me, he is a new creature. Not he might be. Not he's trying to be. Now I'm working on it. You hear, I hear people, well, I'm working on myself. I said, you can work all you want. Okay, you can work doubles. You can get mandated. You can work overtime. You can work seven days a week, 12 hours a day. You working on yourself ain't going to work. Amen. Okay? You need to say, God, work on me. God, I need some help with this flesh because it's, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. All right? And I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about us. I'm one of them us preachers. I like to be us, we, and together we got this flesh and we struggling in it. Okay? That's right. We battling in it every day because it, it don't want to do nothing but wrong stuff. All right? But listen, you got to repent. If you're saved, you have repented of your sins, okay? Old things have passed away, old thoughts, old principles, all that has passed away. If, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you're a Christian. Now, 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 something else happens, too, okay? Oh, I got some, I got some stuff here. Now, now, something else happens. Something else happens. We talked about this in Sunday school. It just happens that the, the lessons kind of ran together. You have... A change in position. Think about that. Pastor, what do you mean a change in position? You're not who you once were. You have a change in position. When, what Paul says in, 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 in Ephesians 2, 1, we went over this morning, so just stay with me, Sunday school lesson. And you have he quickened. Okay? Ephesians 2, 1. And, and, and who were dead in trespasses. So if you're a Christian... And somebody asks you what happened, you're going to have your answer would be, well, you know what? I, I used to serve the devil. I used to serve the devil. I, was, I didn't care nothing about the things of God. I didn't care nothing about the church and Sunday school and Bible study and giving to them fake preachers and, and all them sissies running around the church. You, that's how you. Okay. But God. I like that. But God, show me some mercy. Show me some mercy. And, and, and we talk about mercy. Mercy, God didn't give me what I deserve. Okay? And, and I hear people all the time, I want justice. You don't want justice. You don't want justice. You want mercy. Okay? People say, I, I just want justice. No, you want, you only want justice. You want mercy. You want grace. You want, the, you want the love of God. This is the only way we're going to get through. And, and, and when we serve a God, verse 4 says, that is rich in mercy. Okay? And what Paul meant here when he says he's rich in mercy, the law, under the law, there was no mercy. There was no mercy. And Paul's challenging these believers. He's challenging these believers who wanted to hang on to the law. We got folks today that want to hang on to the law. And see, see, the law can't save you. The law is not going to say, show you any mercy. The law is not going to show you any grace. The law is going to do one thing, to accuse you and point at your wrongdoings. That's it. But God, when Jesus died on the cross, gave us mercy. 
He gave us mercy. And we need mercy. And when you're, when you're a true child of God and you, and you understand that God has saved you and God has delivered you from, from the evil of your ways, then you understand his grace. And you thank God for his grace. You thank God for his grace. We ought to be the most thankful people. When I, when, I think about, when I think about Christianity, when I think about Christians, and I see them, I see them, and they walking around, and they sad, and they angry, and they bitter, and they, and, and they, they worrying all the time, and they complaining all the time. I, I, I just tell people, man, man, listen, that's, that's, that's what the devil wants you to do. That's the devil's crowd. You know you talk to, you know you're talking to somebody who, who's not saved, and if somebody tell you they're saved, and all they, talk, all they complaining, I have people on my job, all they do is complain. I say, man, complaining ain't never, ain't never made me better. Amen. I ain't never got better by complaining. I have never gotten better by complaining. I have never got worried, got, got better by worrying. I take it to the Lord. Yeah. I take it to the Lord. I say, Lord, listen, listen. I ain't, I ain't getting worried about this stuff. And he preaches worried, ain't worried. You know, how much going to be in the offering? How much going to be in the offering? Get a job, man. <laughs> you're sitting up here you sitting up here you got a church full of broke folks and you're worried about how much money they're going to give you already know how much money you're going to give <laughs> passing that plate around folks be like ain't no way you looking at that thing shoot I ain't, got, I ain't my refrigerator empty got all these kids I'm trying to feed I'm going to feed you you riding around in a Porsche <laughs> That don't make no sense, do it? No, it don't make no sense. Listen, listen, we have a change in state. We've been justified. Think about that. Think about that. Think about that. I'm not going to cover all these today. I'm not going to cover all these today. But watch this. This is, this is a fabulous verse. In, in Romans chapter 5, it did one of the greatest one of the greatest chapters in the Bible is Romans chapter 5. Hear what Paul said. Here's what Paul said. Now, remember, Paul went through all this stuff. God used someone who hated the things of God to be an ambassador, an apostle. And in Romans 5, 1, he says this. And this, and this, is, this ought to resonate with anybody who, who says that they're a child of God. He says, therefore, therefore being justified by faith. Yes. I love that. Being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me Amen. tell you something. Let me tell you something. You, you, you really give God and Christianity a bad name when you don't have peace. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. We ought, to be, we ought to be vessels of peace. Y'all don't want to meet me. Y'all don't want to see me nowhere. And, and, and pastor worried and complaining. What, what? Think about that. A worrying, complaining, begging preacher. Well, now, how much sense does that make? How much sense does that make? Don't make none, do it. Think, think about it. You, I, I, I'm calling myself a man of God. I'm begging people. That don't make no. Mervyn, do that make any sense? I'm begging, and I'm a man of God. And he on a he on a, a cat over the. How's that go, Blanche? Cattle of a thousand hills. Let me tell you something. Once a preacher start begging for money, you know he a fake preacher. Mm. 
Let me say that. Okay? When I started getting a $1,000 line, $500 line, I couldn't do that here. I hear I have that like $20 line, $15 line, $5 line. <laughs> ain't that crazy? But Margaret, ain't that crazy? Begging, man of God, begging. Get up and leave. Don't, I ain't, not you. <laughs> Let me read this verse. 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 Okay. Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy read it already, but some of y'all weren't here, so I get to read it again. Romans 8. Okay? Watch. Watch. This is why we don't, this is why we don't worry. I tell people all the time, if you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry, because you can't do both. You can't do both. There's no such thing as a worrying Christian. Okay? Okay? Who should separate us from the love of God? Yes. Shall tribulation? No. Distress? No. Persecution? No. Famine? No. Nakedness? No. Peril? Or the sword? Not going to separate us from the love of God. If you know that, that there's nothing that's going to separate you from the love of God, what you what you got to worry? What you got to worry about? What you got to worry about? Paul says in thirty seven. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. See, when last time you met a conquering Christian? You know, most Christians walking around they so they even so sad and weak. When last time you met a Christian that was a conquering Christian? People ask me all the time, you know, you, you, you don't look like a Christian. What a Christian look like? <laughs> I already told you I ain't watching Chosen because I don't like the way Jesus looked in Chosen. God owns. Keisha, I told you last I don't like the way Jesus looked in Chosen. Might as well have a fat Jesus. <laughs> oh God! Y'all know why y'all ain't ready for me. You got to change the state. You know something happened to you when you got saved. Let me give you this. This might be the last part. Here's Paul, fifteen fifty one. Here's here's Paul. I, I, I just love Paul. Watch this. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Y'all heard this before. Y'all heard, y'all heard this before. And see if it, see if it resonates. Sometimes when you in the house of God and you and you under the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God is in the building, the scriptures just open up. Mm-hmm. No, I have to explain them. They just you just read them. They just read different. That's if the Spirit of God's in the place. See, some people think if the church if the church ain't rocking with a hundred people in there and you got like I said, you got the sisters on the organ, you got the sisters in the choir, and the Spirit of God there ain't the Spirit of God ain't there. Let me tell y'all something. The Spirit of God is not there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I, that's that's going against the grain. Let me tell you something. Listen, let me tell you something. The only sussies that should be in the church, they should be sitting over there and over there, listening to the word of God, trying to get right. Amen, amen. Trying to get right. Trying to hear a word from the Lord. Trying to get right with the Lord. They ought not be performing. I'm just telling you. I'm, 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 listen, listen, never mind. First Corinthians 15, 51. 
I say that for Wednesday night. I'm going to beat y'all up on Wednesday night. <laughs> now watch this. Here's Paul. He says, behold, there's our word. He said, behold, because something's coming. Something's coming. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Safe folks, born again folks, spirit filled folks, not just folks come to church. Okay? Watch. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, never to be corrupted again. And we shall, and we shall be changed. Why? For this corruptible, this flesh, this corruptible flesh must put on incorruption. How about that? What's that mean? Must put on incorruption. You know, God is going to put us on a suit designed, designed to endure or to enjoy the pleasures of heaven. Or you'll get a suit designed for you to endure the torments of hell. Okay? So, 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 so Paul is saying, for this corruptible must put on incorruption. Incorruption is Christ Jesus. Okay? And this mortal must put on immortality. Immortality is eternity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why? That whosoever believeth in him has put on incorruption and immortality and will have what? Everlasting life. You cannot have everlasting life without putting on incorruption and immortality. You got to put it on. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, death is swallowed up in victory. How about that? Oh, death. Where is thy sting? An old grave. Where is thy victory? Ain't no victory in the grave for the believer. Ain't no victory in the grave for the believer because our Savior rose. We're going to rise. If your Savior didn't rise for the dead, then you're going to stay with him. Psalm said we serve a risen Savior. Okay? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Which giveth us us mean saved folks, born again folks, new creatures in Jesus Christ. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Some people, Yahweh, Yahshua, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not going to try to re-educate y'all. Yahshua, Yahweh, okay? See the Son of God? Did he die on the cross? Did he rise from the grave? I'm good. Okay. Amen. Then he says, Paul finished it off that crazy verse. Therefore, because of all that, my beloved brother, be steadfast. Mm -hmm. 
unmovable, unmovable. Listen, listen, ain't no worse than a moving Christian. Moving all around, moving all around. One day, one day they believe this, one day they believe that. You know, I hear Christian all the time. Well, you know, I used to be a Christian. No, you ain't never used to be a Christian. Uh-huh. Okay. Amen. Don't tell me you used to be a Christian. Ain't nobody used to be a Christian. Okay? There ain't no such thing as, as, as someone used to be a Christian. Okay? What, what has happened then, Pastor? You, what has happened is you have shown that you was never a Christian. Okay? Because you can't unborn yourself. If you were born, if you was born again, you can't unborn yourself. Okay? Libby, you can get mad as you want at your mother. Guess what? She will always be your mother. You cannot say, I don't want you to be my mother no more. You know, she'll always be your mother. Same with all of y'all in here. Y'all, y'all mad at y'all's mother? Don't matter. You can mad at all you want. They still gonna be your mother. Okay, it is what it is. Same with you, Oscar. Archie ain't looking at me today. You you understand what I'm saying? You you know you, you there's no such thing as a there's no such thing as someone saying I used to be a Christian or I used to be saved. Mm-hmm. You can't be used to be saved. You was when you were saved, you were saved for all eternity. Okay? The only way you can lose your salvation, the only way you the only way you can stop being a Christian is the fact that you never was one. The question came up in in 1 John. John said he left us. Because they was never of us. So, you know, don't do that. I know some of y'all, well, you know, my, I raised my kids in church. They used to be, no, they weren't Christians. You raised them in church and they got old enough to decide they want to do whatever they wanted to do. Amen. They came to church because you made them come. <laughs> Can't make nobody a Christian. God makes them Christians. When God, when God saves you, you know, the Bible says no man shall be able to pluck them out of my hands. Let me give you John 3.16 one more time. Just to, just to confirm that. I'm going to move. I'm going to move. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Okay. That whosoever believeth in him. Okay. Whosoever believeth in him. Meaning what? Believing in, in the fact that he, that he was born of a virgin, he lived a sinless life, he died on Calvary's cross, he was buried and rose again, and I'm going to believe that until the day I die. Okay? That's what it means to believe. And he shall have everlasting life. Now, the opposite of that is you don't believe that, you don't have everlasting life. Okay? But you're going to spend eternity somewhere. Okay? Now, I'm going to push it too hard. Nope. Let me give you this. And I'm going to close. And I, and I said, we have a change in state. Okay? Remember, before, before, we, were, before we were Christians, we, we had a different life. Now that we're Christians, God has done some wonderful things for us. I, I was talking Wednesday night, last week, we were talking about when Jesus died on the cross, the veil of the temple did what? The Bible said rent from top to bottom. What's the purpose of that? Because now, as believers, we have access to the Father. 
Okay? So you don't got to come tell me, you don't got to tell me your problems because I don't, I got probably as many as you. Okay? I'm taking mine to the Lord. That's why I get my peace. I'm taking mine to the Lord. And if you come to me with your problems, I'm going to tell you to do the same thing. And I may give you a couple of scriptures. Okay? Maybe I can say, and you might want to read this scripture. You might want to look at some of the Psalms. Or you might want to, you might want to look at what Matthew said about that. Or Isaiah or one of the prophets. I, I, that's all I can do for you. But I don't have, I don't have no power to give you peace other than to point you to Jesus Christ. That is, that is it. That is the job of the preacher. Sadly, sadly, we live in a world now where the preachers is pointing the people to them. Okay? And the people have no hope. And we look at the condition of the church and we look at the condition of folks and, and the only answer they have is you ask them a question. Well, you got to ask my pastor. You ought to have some answers. The word of God said we ought to have an answer. For anyone who asks that the hope that's in us. And that ain't got to be a strong answer. It ain't got to be a long answer. You know what? Just tell them, I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. Okay? And that's it. And he rose. And he's still saving folks. He's still saving folks. He's still in the saving business. Amen. Precious Lord, we say thank you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the power of the word of God when it's preached. And thank you for strength. Thank you for these folks that have come out today and to visit us, Father God. I, I pray that your word will not return void and, and they would examine some of the things that were said. And they would, they would meditate on some of the things they would say it, that were said today. Yes, Lord. And we ask that you continue to be with all of us who need you. Amen. 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 Got it. Amen. This is our first Sunday, and, and we have communion on our first Sunday of the month. Some churches have communion every Sunday. We do it on the first of the month, and, and communion. Communion is our way of not only thanking God for what he has done, but verbally being reminded of what he's done. And the text that I use quite often and we use quite often in the church is found in 1 Corinthians 11. And I start with verse 23. Paul's, Paul's writing to the Corinthian church and he says, For I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, saying that in which he took was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that drinketh and eateth unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. 
Precious Lord, let us let us eat and drink together today and let us strive, let us strive to be better in 2024 than we were in 2023. Father, we ask that you give us strength to do that in Jesus' name. Amen.